back to Feedback Loop. It's a podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And we're we're doing this thing still still virtually. Yeah, it's uh it's making it a little tough to kind of get into the flow of things, but I mean we're figuring it out. <laughs> figuring yeah, it out. We're we're doing it. And we also this is I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm I'm kind of excited about it. We actually posted our first podcast is, is live now. The one that we said we weren't going to do, but it's live as of today. So I guess this I, I I shouldn't do this because it shows people how far behind we are at uploading what we've done, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, they'll figure it out. Maybe yeah, maybe at some excited. point we'll get caught up. We're excited because it's out. It's in it's in yeah. the world. So if you're listening, to I've this, already listened then, to it. You listened to it. It's yeah. great. And two other people maybe have listened to it at this point. Yeah, in time. or just put it on in the background and kind of forget. At the very about least, it. we have four total views on YouTube. <laughs> I haven't checked SoundCloud. I'm not that worried about it. It's the first one. We're we're having fun. Anyways, this is a podcast. We uh, we talk about music. We d- discover new albums or share new albums with each other is more accurate to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point we'll we'll transition to not doing familiar items with us. But for now, we're sharing albums. This past week, we've been listening to the album Worlds by Porter Robinson. This album is a favorite of mine. I, I've selected Ooh, this a album. favorite. It is. It's it's like a non like it's always in my rotation. I have like a rotation of like CDs or like albums that I'll listen to at any point in time, and this is one of them. Uh, it came out in 2014, and I think I got it shortly thereafter. But I I'm very much in love with this album. It's it's fantastic. It's a it's a masterpiece in my mind. Uh, so that's why I chose it. Uh, now that I've hyped it up. I'm ready to, to see how, how disappointed I'll be that you don't share the, the same feelings. Get yeah. ready to be disappointed. <laughs> I think it's it's relevant in that Porter Robinson has a new album coming out, uh, and it was relevant. I actually, because we just, the, the podcast we just released was Dan Deacon's Close Riffer, I actually mentioned Porter doing uh, some vocal modulation stuff. Yeah, uh, so I thought and I've thought about that so much throughout this. Like, Yeah, so it, this is actually It definitely gonna, came back into my mind. It'll, it'll, it might not be as severe as you expected because I actually learned something while while doing that this week, but we'll get to that when it it comes up. Uh oh. Uh, in in track two, I believe. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah, so the album art for this album, uh, it's kind of it's a painting of like a, a blue sky in the in the background with some clouds. In the foreground, there's a hand, palm facing us, kind of fingers upright it's not closed fingers necessarily they're not like touching each other they're kind of spread out and in the palm of this hand is a cube just a black cube with uh like uh some weird like there's a circle and a line coming off it kind of like a hieroglyphic kind of thing going on going up towards the the top of the middle finger and has the name port robinson and worlds and it has his his character uh i forget the name of this thing and i i should know it but i don't port robinson has a like it's like a, a text, like an ASCII character, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or a series of characters see, making a face. See, I was wondering about that because I was like, I feel like I've seen that in the YouTube comment section or chat. Somewhere. Yeah, I, it, just, it's I been around. Like, I can't think of its name. It has a name. But but yeah, it's pretty pretty simple album art. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's maybe not eye-catching necessarily, but it's, it's not like bright and vibrant, I guess is what I, what I mean by that. Not that it's a bad album cover. I enjoy it. Uh, but I'm in love with this album, so I'm biased. So, ha, huh, <laughs> take that. <laughs> um, with that, the the album is... Well, go ahead, man. 
it it's man it's 12 tracks long uh i don't have the timestamps uh for the full it's length. the full length is like 57 minutes and 49 seconds yeah so about we're, that we're getting away from short theory. album territory uh yeah we are that worried me <laughs> i hope well you survived it we're still here and, and we're i did. talking about it the the first track is divinity uh six minutes long which is already like twice as long as the, the most of the tracks that we've been listening to for the past few weeks yeah divinity's a, it's it's a good intro track i think it's very like catchy it has a catchy melody it's a bit glitchy, which kind of introduces you into into the style of the album. Even at some points, it yeah. has some like chiptune stuff going on, maybe, uh, which I'm a fan of. I think I think it's I think it's neat. It has big drums, but at the same time, like after this catchy, in your face kind of aggressive, almost catchy melody go, comes through. It it kind of chills out a bit, and you get some like yeah. spacey synthy chords going on, which I'm a fan of, and I th- I think it's indicative of the entire album here. Definitely, it's very got. It's got, I don't know. I guess a wave type, like you yeah. think like synth wave or vapor wave or something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's a style that I really like. Which uh, I did like this first track. It was great. It had uh, that opening synth kind of sound. Uh, it's it's a texture for a synth that I kind of call like a saw blade almost. Yeah. Which yeah. is something that I hear in other artists that I really like. So like that kind of caught me right on there. But uh. I like the female vocals in it. Who is it, Amy? Uh, yeah, Amy uh, Mil- it kinda... Millen? Millen? I don't know. Millen? Millen. Probably Millen. She, like... I know I, I was kind of trying not to listen to too many vocals because I wanted to listen it kind of how I figured you listened to it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> or not not too many lyrics, but uh, I, don't, I got some theories about the lyrics and about the theme that we'll yeah. get into later but this this song kind of set it up with talking about leaning on some like yeah it, it, it kind of seems like you're, you're wanting to find love maybe uh yeah an, an interesting point at uh, the the vocals in this track uh some of them are amy millen but it also has some some backup from porter himself doing kind of that modulated okay. stuff so so there's a little bit of it in there that i've i kind of mentioned during the dan deacon thing um, where he pitches his his voice up, and he he's done it a lot. Um, maybe not necessarily as much on this album as I anticipated, but uh, it does happen. And this is one of the tracks that it, that it happens in, and it kind of it's like feel the lightning from that Dan Deacon album, where it, it he just pitches yeah. it up to kind of sound feminine to fit in. I think that yeah, that brings me to our next the next yeah, one, go Sad it. Machine, because on Sad Machine, is that him doing it's, vocals? It's not. I'm guessing. It is not. It's not? Okay. I thought it was. So this is interesting. I, I'm in love with this track. Um, yeah. But this, this is the first uh, track on this album that features a Vocaloid. Uh, so Vocaloid, it, for those who don't know, it's uh, technically Vocaloid okay. is, is like a, uh, it's a production tool that uh, allows you to type in lyrics and it'll produce words for it. So it's like an artificial intelligence kind of thing. So someone's typing in lyrics, and you can pitch the lyrics, but it'll actually produce the words. And the Vocaloid, uh, I guess, setting that he used, or or character, for lack of a better word, he used is named Ivana. Uh, so, and, and it shows up a couple times throughout this album. Uh, and previously, like okay. I had kind of hinted at, I thought that that was Porter. Uh, modulating his own voice, it's not. So I learned something new, which is fun. 
See, because I, like you, love this track. It, uh, first off, like that, the vocals, that vocaloid, that's kind of, because I've heard that on other tracks, and I always like it whenever they yeah. use it. Not like other tracks by him. I haven't really listened to too much by Porter Robinson. Right. But every other song that I've ever heard that in, I really like it. And it almost creeps me out a little bit. Because have you ever seen the video, I Feel Fantastic? By it's Jonathan like Colton? Some, no, no. Uh, there's like some dude, he made like a, a doll and put a wig on it. And it just says, like, I feel fantastic a lot. And it I've, sings I've it in that, that same vocaloid. It's really creepy, but it reminds <laughs> me of that. <laughs> and you like it. You but like, like being creeped out by song, it. I, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Who doesn't love being <laughs> creeped out? But like this song? It takes me back to such a specific time in my life. And I don't even know how, like, it's yeah, one it, of those things I was talking about, uh, like, nostalgic for a time when you didn't even know of the song. Like, right. And I think a portion of this, uh, I'm assuming at some point in your past you've listened to M83. Um, I feel like they're a pretty yeah. prominent band. And it has kind of a similar feel, I think, uh, to M83's style on this album. Not that he, like, ripped it off or anything, or that he didn't make something unique and beautiful. And I, I make that defense for something that I'll explain at the end of the album. But uh, I, I think it, it's... That's kind of where my mind goes when I'm trying to compare it to other music is, is like, M83. They have a lot of that synthy, catchy, like, stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it almost gives... And it's not necessarily in this song, but I did notice it in later songs. Kind of like, whenever you think of people trying to recreate, like, the feel of the 80s... Yeah, almost. Yeah. I, I get that feeling. It definitely has some of that synth stuff and some and a lot of that like wave stuff that you mentioned, that is very reminiscent of a lot of '80s music and stuff, um, and even uh, sometimes some funky stuff. But we'll 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 get to that. Um, the song yeah. I, I I really love it. Like just the intro of it. Like it has the vocaloid going. Is anyone there? Oh. Yeah, Hi, yeah. It, and then it just goes right into it. It's 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 that slightly unsettling thing, but it, it suits it, and it's kind of like you're, you're picturing the sad machine already because the name the name of the track is Sad Machine, right? And it's just like it in my mind, it's kind of like you see like a lonely little AI kind of thing going on. Yeah, it it very much made me think of like Gladys, how yeah. like <laughs> whenever after you like destroy her i guess or like right. take a, and she's just sad and it's like oh man <laughs> like yeah for for the that, non it's a sad non, machine the non-nerds in in the audience uh oh, he's yeah. referring to the antagonist from portal who is uh, a, a video game uh glados is the artificial intelligence kind of running all the, t- the puzzles and tests for you uh, and she makes a cameo in portal 2 as well spoiler alert but that game's been out forever so if you haven't played it go play it but this isn't a video game podcast, so I'm not going to get get too far <laughs> off on that. The song, uh, the song is very much, in my opinion, about like a sci-fi apocalypse kind of thing happening, where like everyone was wiped out except yes. for maybe one person or maybe a few people, and uh, has to re- reawaken this AI to help rebuild the world or rebuild civilization, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, and I think that kind of brushes on the album title being Worlds, uh, a lot of these tracks are kind of separate worlds or maybe similar worlds, but but that's kind of where I think he got the, the, the idea for the name Worlds is that each track is kind of taking you to a different place and each place has its own story kind of a thing going on for the most part. Okay, I'm going to... 
in a few songs, I will rebut what you just said. <laughs> oh, but I, I have my own, I have my, my own thoughts. Cool. It's cool. it's similar, but a little bit different. Sure. But uh, you 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 suspect it's about <laughs> one world going through multiple, maybe. Maybe maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. All right. In in order to get there though, we have to go through uh, years of war. Is the the third track not gears of war? Years. 200 years of war, perhaps. Uh, I'm not particularly crazy about this track. Uh, I, Like I said, I am in love with this album. Uh, I think every track on this album has a place. And uh, I think this one, I'm, it's just not as impactful to me, I guess. It's still more, like, it's it's still good. But it's kind of more of, yeah. like, it's, there's nothing that stands out to me about this track. Yeah, this this is a very traditional like EDM type song with the vocals they're talking yeah. about like rebelling against this grander I guess yeah, organization it's, it's like a revolution generation against, like wealthy upper class rulers or whatever yeah and that's definitely a theme that I feel like a lot of EDM songs from the time that had vocals like not necessarily a revolution but like that empowerment that I'm gonna rise above this type thing sure because I mean I guess EDM it's very upbeat in the music, it seems. Yeah. So, like, they, I feel they, like... It they goes get, like, 120 BPMs at least, right? It's, it's very fast music. Yeah, but I agree with you there. Like, it wasn't... It didn't really stand out to me. Like, I still like it, but it was very... In the whole grand scheme of the album, it definitely wasn't a, a standout song, I guess. Right. Yeah, to it's me. good. It's good. It's just not great, like a lot of the other tracks on this album are to me. Uh, speaking of which, Flicker, track number four. Man, do I love this track. <laughs> it is, I'm going to say that a few times throughout this album. Like, Sad Machine, I love it. Flicker, I love it. This, this song is like... It has like a, a Japanese sample playing through most of it, which translates roughly to I'm trying to find just what's really important to me, which I think is kind of a personal thing for Porter. But with that aside, it, it's a fun track, and it kind of has like some some kind of daft punk funk kind of feel to it, which I really, really like. Yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of daft oh, punk my God, yes. as well, but it has, yeah. it, it's got that kind of <laughs> funk in it. And uh, I think it, it, it works for me that it has kind of a Japanese hook in it that I don't necessarily listen to it in the way that uh, I would listen to normal lyrics. And I think it's, it's goes back to me being a music forward listener and lyrics last kind of listener Foreign music, for this reason, I think, is appealing to me, because I cannot focus on the lyrics if I don't know what they're saying, and I think that's it, it focuses more on how the words are said and the melodies and stuff, which is, is what I'm about, mostly. Yeah, and he, like, the way, he, what he does with the lyrics, I guess, is... Yeah, he, he kind of chops it up and like makes, an it, makes it, like, yeah, he, he, he gives it some, like, rhythm to it, when maybe... It, it wasn't originally said in such a rhythm. He kind of chops it up a little bit and makes it flow. Um, and, and you'll hear that. I'm actually going to play a little clip here. There's a breakdown in this song that I just, I love it so much. It comes in at about two and a half minutes, a little bit after that. Uh, so we're just going to play it. And this will give you a good overview of, of uh, I think, the track. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's good enough. It was like 30 seconds, maybe a bit longer than I should have gone. <laughs> but it, it's like there's so much to that that it, like it starts with the it, when I, when I played it anyway. It has a bit of the the Japanese vocals, so you can kind of hear how the song was up to that point, and it just kind of breaks and gets real dirty synthy. And then it kind of like lightens up a little bit, and you can hear those funk like guitar kind of flicks going on. And it's just it's so good. I love it. I love everything yeah, about it. <laughs> I, and the way that like. Because it's you can tell it's not a real guitar and a real bass, right. and that's what I like about it. Like it's that very distinct sound, like you said, that kind of sounds like Daft Punk-ish, but it just stays throughout the whole song. And like throughout the Japanese vocal sample, throughout that breakdown, it like it ties it all together, and it just makes it great. Yeah, it's it's a, a standout track for sure, and it's it's one that I love. The next track is Fresh Static Snow. Very groovy synths. This track also features the Vocaloid Ivana on it. It's a pretty chill song. I like it. Okay. So. <laughs> is this where this you, your tinfoil hat theory comes in? This is. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so they're talking about. I don't know. What you had said back in Sad Machine, where it's kind of like a distant apocalyptic type thing. Sure. This makes me think that worlds different like to him people are like different people are i can see and because there's i don't know a few of the lyrics are though i don't know your name like i'll always i'll cry for you i'll, I'll cry feel for you, for same, you. Yeah. like it, yeah and it it makes me think that these people are world worlds apart and they're like there's almost so to where they're separate worlds yeah. and there, there's something in a later song that kind of makes me think like it made me think this but this is where i started to think that that worlds were almost like an aura of a person or like yeah, a person that. That's... yeah the, the song it, to me it seemed like kind of wanting to find your perfect mate or maybe maybe even having met them virtually like online or or whatever and and knowing how impossible it is to actually connect with that person because there's so much distance between them or because they don't know where they are or something like that because i mean perfect is 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 such an impossible thing and it it seems like in this track he's kind of like saying i i think i found someone perfect or i know that there's someone perfect out there for me and i just don't know where they are and it's not possible for me to find them kind of a thing which uh, is very relatable, I think, to a lot of people. But that's life, man. There's fucking billions of people on this yeah. goddamn planet. <laughs> like you're not you're not gonna find yeah. the perfect person. You got you gotta settle somewhere. I mean, just being real. But, or you, you know. just or you just don't, and you're alone forever. Yeah, that's also very valid. <laughs> 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 the next track. Uh, Either way, though, I, I love that song. Just I, just to yeah, add that it, in. it is it is very it is very good. Uh, I like most of this album. I I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, Polygon Dust is track number six. It, it's a halfway point in the album, and I've I know I've mentioned it a couple times previously that usually by this point in the album the less interesting tracks come out. Um, I I think this one's not that interesting. Uh, I don't know if you have a different opinion, but this was kind of like Years of War, and it it just there's not a lot that stood out to me about this track. See, I like it. But I can 100% see why it would be uninteresting to other people because the reason I like it has to do with, like, 
I really like Vaporwave yeah. in that eighties kind of using music strictly as a tool for nostalgia. And that's kind of the vibe I get from this song. Which I, I don't know that. if that's what he's going for, but I like it for that reason. But there's not much else going on. Like this isn't a song I would put on if anybody else is around. But if I was like just sitting there and my headphones on, I would definitely put this song. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a bad song. Again, I don't think there's any bad tracks on this album. But to me personally, that one didn't really uh, didn't have a whole lot going for it, and in, in the in the Jeremy Curry yeah. tastes uh, field. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> not every song has to be great, and honestly, the the less great ones make the great ones stand out even more to me. I think so. It's it's, it's good. I mean, exactly. and, and it allowed us to have uh, a disagreement. Right, so I, I think yeah. conflict is, is at least somewhat interesting to a listener. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe they want us to just agree with them. <laughs> that that's true. Maybe they're causing the conflict here. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> the the next track, "Hear the Bells," track number seven, uh, it has a very chill, like soft intro, and then kind of has like a big, like synthy chorus that that kicks into it. Uh, and it's still like chill in the chorus, but it, it it's a noticeable change yeah. that I, I kind of enjoyed. Now, like I've said this quite a few times just on this album, but like this song, any other song, takes me back to a specific point in my life so much so that I can remember smells and shit. <laughs> like it takes me back to like driving around with like friends that I had in high school, and then ending up at a pool somewhere and like. It's 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 eerie it's how interesting much that you this say song that. takes me back to that. Because I this is very much a driving album to me. Like this is an album that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put on either like on a late summer night when I'm just driving around, or like maybe even when I'm not driving, but like a wintry kind of album, which is kind of I know uh, kind of conflicting, but like a summer night or like a, a winter, <laughs> there's a very chill vibe to it. I think that I that I enjoy, and the same goes with with Daft Punk. I think Daft Punk's like Random Access yeah. is a fantastic night driving album, but uh, that's that's not what we're talking about. So I, I'll I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of night driving albums, and this is one of them for me. So uh, me too. Ly- lyrically, the song to me it came off as though like you're being able to hear the bells, or the bells being something like uh, progress being made, I guess, or getting to a point that you're trying to get to, but you're kind of realizing that you haven't been making as much progress as, as you think you, you have, or you're, you're still like, you're walking, you're still on that journey. You're going towards the bells. Yeah. You hear them, but they're still distant. But you're making, yeah, you're making progress regardless of what you're doing. Even if you think you're going maybe in the wrong way, you know, there's progress is progress. It happens over time, but that's kind of the vibe that I got from that, that track. Yeah. So the next one, Natural Light, this one to me was essentially a transition song between Hear the Bells and Lionhearted, which is the next song. But like, that's kind of how it came to me, which I like it. It's a very, like, it's a good transition song, but it seemed to me like, yeah, it it was kind of just put there to be a bridge between Hear the Bells and Lionhearted, which are two kind of different, like, different songs. Yep, I am behind you 100% on that. It, it's a, it's an instrumental track. It has some vocal samples, but there's not any real words being said. Uh, it's just kind of like some, some chill, like groovy stuff going on. Um, 
but but yeah, it, yeah. it's it's it serves its point as a segue into the next track, uh, which is Lionhearted. It's the ninth track. We're uh, we're making good time on this one. Uh, I feel I feel good about this. Normally we we drag things out. We're figuring it out, man. <laughs> we're we're getting better. This is market improvement. Um, interestingly, I don't know if you looked into this. Uh, the song is actually about the game Space Invaders. <laughs> It's, is it? It is. It's kind of like this Tron thing going on, where he, where like, it allows you to invest your imagination in the plight of these people that are defending themselves from from space aliens, despite it just being a video game. Uh, it's an interesting. I don't think the the track musically I enjoy so much, but uh, I thought that was an interesting little uh, tidbit that I that I learned while doing some research on this. See, I was kind of wondering because, like, I don't know, just having listened to it, I think. I think I listened to this album four times, so I heard this song four times. I kind of got the theme, bravery, and standing yeah. up for, for someone. But like I didn't, I would have never picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, it's not but something like, that, that I noticed either until I like I saw it. I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, musically gr- gr- though, gr- it totally, it reminded me of like if MGMT kind of yeah. injected a ton of EDM into a song of theirs. Yeah, I can feel that. I, I think it's, uh, going back to the whole it being Space Invaders thing, I think it makes a lot more sense because I have a bit more context onto who Porter is and like what his life is like and, and where he gets his inspiration from. So uh, maybe it doesn't make as much sense to someone who's just getting into Porter Robinson, but uh, it totally checks out. He, he uh, I'll, I'll save it for the end, but he's very much like inspired by that kind of thing. Um, the next track... I think is my favorite track on this album, uh, Sea of Voices. Oh, shit. It is so good. I love it. It has. It, it starts <laughs> off with some like wind chimes and some soft synths that are just kind of flowing and, and building and building. Don't forget that building. violin, man. And the, vi- well, the violin's on the next one, isn't it? Is there a violin in Sea of Voices? No, like there's it. not. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. You're well, right. One of, us is wrong. one of us is right. Tell us in the comments. Uh, sea of Voices has, has the, the, the kind of like nice wind chimes, and it, it's very synthy and yeah. building, and it builds and it builds and it builds, and then it kind of like stops for a second, and there's this vocal clip, which is Porter being uh, modulated, that says, we'll see creation come undone, and then it just explodes into this, like, it, it, it almost has this like spacey kind of scenery to me in my mind of just kind of like going through space at kind of a normal normal like speed and you come upon something and it just explodes and there's just stars flying all over the fucking place and it's just it's hectic and i don't know why i have that scenery per se maybe because he does such a good job of explaining it as a world or that's kind of where my mind is but it kind of seems like the song is about a world ending and coupled with the lyrics we'll see creation come undone kind of goes along with that but yeah i i'm in love with this track See, this is... This, I, I also love this track. It's extremely just, like, epic on a huge scale with, like, the build-up leads to. And like you said, the vocals come in. Where What was it where creation is on? Is that what... Yeah, we'll was? see creation come undone. We'll see creation. Yeah, and then it just explodes. That... This is the song that kind of forced what I thought it was about, where, like, people... Because you're talking about transcending from bones to spirits. Yeah. And it made me think that a person is created 
a separate like they become a they transcend from sure. their bones into spirits yeah i think that's that's, that's just, a very valid interesting perspective on, on that was on my that. that was was my take yeah it's i mean it's to like <laughs> it's a really hot take i don't think but like i think it, it's it's valid in that uh we're both probably right in that like a world it, it a person can be their own world kind of a thing but it's still like i, I, don't, I don't know i think we're both right in, in that it's it's like everyone's unique there are all these different people experiencing different things from different perspectives just like there are countless numbers of, of stars in the sky that all have probably their own things going on that we couldn't even like think about um but I, I think this track in particular just nails the kind of spacey vibe of worlds and what that means uh regardless of if that's a person or if that's like a physical planet which is fantastic yeah. interestingly uh this is the first song i heard from porter robinson which might be why i'm i'm such a big fan of it um but the song was in a trailer at e3 which for for those who don't know uh is uh the electronic uh what's it, what is it? electronic entertainment expo in la it's a big like yeah. video game convention essentially where people announce all their new video games and, and video game hard hardware and stuff um but yeah, it was in a trailer for, I think, Forza 5. It was a Forza trailer, and it, it fit perfectly. <laughs> like, I'm not the, the, the target audience for Forza. Uh, I don't play a lot of, like, racing sims like that, but I remember seeing that trailer and just thinking, man, that track is incredible that they put on behind it. Um, my, my printer's making noise, and I apologize. But but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a... This, that's probably part of why I enjoy this song so much, but uh, just some fun fun facts. Look up that trailer. It, it fits. It fits very well. <laughs> Maybe Porter Robinson missioned that Forza game or that Forza trailer just so he could get an excellent video for this song. Maybe. Maybe. I, I I encourage you to look it up. I don't think it has the full song in there. It's a video game trailer. They're usually pretty concise. But uh, listen to the song. If you don't want to listen to this album, listen to the song, please. I'm begging you. But but yeah, it's it's it's... It's good. I'm going to stop saying that. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> the next track. The next track, Fellow Feeling, is also good. This is the one that has the the lovely strings in the it. Vi- yeah, this is the violin. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I want to hear your take on the song before I explain it. Because there's actually some context here that'll maybe open your mind about the rest of the album as well. But uh, I just want to hear what you think about it. Okay, so, musically, like, I really liked the violin kind of piano intro that it had. It was nice after the huge build-up of Sea of Voices, like, and then, because Sea of Voices, it huge, and then reeled itself back in, and yep. then this kind of seems like a continuation of that. But, like, dude, there's a nuts breakdown, <laughs> just, like, in the middle of this, yeah, <laughs> which I love, like, it is very reminiscent of her, like the way it falls off, kind of at some parts. Reminds me of uh, another kind of electronic artist called Panda, but just way prettier than they would ever go. Yeah, but I really like I really like that. Uh, but then it kind of reels itself back, almost a that like Sea of Voices did. It's huge, and then 
brings it back. Like, I just, I like the way it did that. Yeah. But so, I don't, like, as, as far as vocals, I don't have any context. I don't enlighten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what, what Joe, the, the song is very chill, like you said, and, and then it kind of, it stops and, and there's a female vo- voice. Um, I don't know who it is. Uh, I should have probably looked it up. But there's a female voice that goes, now please, hear what I hear. And then it just goes into this this ugly, loud, aggressive, kind of uh, pulsating beat kind of a thing. Uh, I, I enjoy this track uh, musically before I even knew the context of it. But uh, providing context for this entire album, perhaps, this album uh, is a commentary on EDM as a whole, on electronic music. It, it was very much... Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I know. It was very much uh, Porter Robinson kind of getting sick of the very popular, trendy, festival EDM-style music that was just kind of constantly loud and pumping. Kind of like what you mentioned on, uh, I think it was Years of War, one of the earlier tracks. Uh, You said it was very very much uh, a common EDM track. This whole album is kind of him expressing that he wanted to go in a different direction. He wanted to, like, leave the world that is EDM for what it had become at 2014 and make something new, which uh, I think that this track is, is literally him saying, like, now please hear what I hear. This is, this is what electronic dance music is to me in the current state. It's, it's this ugly, aggressive, kind of monstrous thing, but he does it in such a way that it's still a Porter track and he can kind of flow his in- influence into it. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the context, and that provides context for a lot of themes on this album being conflict and kind of wanting to distance from that. Um, on top of that, it, it explains the, the final track, which I, I'm still interested to hear your original take on this. Uh, the, the last track is Goodbye to a World. It, it's the final track, and it's, it's suiting because it's saying goodbye in context with, with the, the whole Porter thing. Uh, Porter is pretty much just saying, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm done with this kind of EDM thing, and I'm going to go make my own kind of genre or my own style of music that's not driven by, you know, festival performances or what the, the popular kind of rave scene is, is about at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy this. I, I, I love this track. It's a good ending. Um, it has Ivana the Vocaloid again. I, I... I you just, you blew my mind, <laughs> like it that explains so much of what I was thinking. But like especially because the one track that I got that feeling from, Years of War, yeah, it's talking about rebellion against yeah. a higher, <laughs> like that just makes so much sense if he's doing this despite kind of the ultimate beast of EDM that right. was happening back. But goodbye to, like, he's talking about where they had talked about in Sea of Voices, transcending your own, your body, I guess. Yep. Like, becoming a bigger, something bigger than yourself. And then in this one, they're talking about creating a new world together. And it's Ivana, I guess, that's the vocaloid setting per- person talking. Yeah. Talking about our world. It does make sense if you're saying he's going to go off and do his own, which I really like this album. I think it's an excellent, or I really like this song. I mean, I like the album, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
it's just like the vocal melody in this song is so catchy <laughs> yeah it, it's it's what i was humming whenever like <laughs> right before we started this it's it's just it's been stuck in my head all day yeah but i don't know like it's i you got me with this album it was <laughs> it was a great recommendation like i'm yeah. definitely going to be listening to more of him to this album several more times at least yeah so before you go too crazy with that uh i think it'll it'll give it more impact having that context of him kind of leaving behind his other stuff uh or edm in general because a lot of his older stuff this is his first actual studio album but he'd released some eps and some singles and stuff beforehand that were a bit more like traditional edm uh which makes this leaving or this departure from that kind of uh, a bit more important melodically. He does have a new album coming out. Um, there are two singles out from it, so I would recommend checking them out. They're both very good, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this this album is probably one of the more consistent favorite albums that I've had since I heard it. Uh, I kind of mentioned that already. The, this album is fantastic. I love it. It'll always be in my rotation. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoy it as well. Um, <laughs> as a whole, though, like like I said, it's it's a lot about being sick of the, of the trendy EDM with no soul, and he kind of combats that by bringing in a lot of soulful, uh, chill melodies and, and feeling, and and I think that works out very well. Um, the it also like even without that context, it's worlds. It has kind of the sci-fi feel to it. Uh, the use of Ivana and other like vocal modulations kind of kind of fill in that that sci-fi uh, vision that I get from this album, which I think it's beautiful. I'm, I'm a sci-fi nerd, and maybe that's going too far to say that this whole album is sci-fi, but I mean, it's called Worlds. I don't think it's that far. He's using robots. There's a sad machine. Yeah. It's a sci-fi album. Absolutely love it. And it's, it's weird, because when you first kind of suggested, and everything I'd ever heard, I mean, I haven't heard too much about Porter Robinson. I just knew a lot of, like, I knew you liked him. I knew a lot of like I kind of just assumed it was going to be typical electronic not typical because yeah. I know your tastes especially <laughs> when it comes to like music me basic it's fun typical like you know what you're talking about but it was kind of like I didn't expect it to go this hard yeah it was I didn't expect it to go this out there I guess would be a better way of saying that yeah for I, sure I liked it a lot. I, I'm, I'm glad you liked it uh, honestly, like, I, I think, I don't know if I've introduced this album to anyone who has then said that they weren't feeling it or that they didn't like it, and I think it's, it's kudos supporter for having such, a, like, a fantastic piece of, of music that, like, everyone seems to universally, like, I mean, I'm sure there are people, printer, please, my, my printer's very low, <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have turned it off, uh, it's not even printing anything, it's just making noise for no good reason. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, it's impressive that, that Porter is, has made something that kind of like is almost universally accepted. I'm sure there are some people out there that don't like it, but, uh, I'd like to know why, if you don't like it. Uh, so maybe leave, leave some comments, uh, explaining why you don't like it or, or what you think about the whole theory. I, it's not really a theory. He's pretty much confirmed that, that it's about kind of saying goodbye to mainstream medium. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it was, it's. Go listen to it. It's a t- 10 out of 10 album, in my, my opinion. 
I'm gonna stop gushing about this because yeah, I could I could keep repeating myself for another hour <laughs> before getting tired of it. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it's good. Next week on Feedback Loop, we are uh, doing a Joey album. What album are we listening to? We're listening to the album Replica by One O Tricks Point Never. It's kind of in a I don't want to say a similar vein. It's under the general umbrella category of electronic, but sure. it's kind of different, kind of different, more sample I guess. I can feel and it. And it's, it's got, I don't know, it has a little bit of a tie-in to this album, but it's something that I'll get into next week we're talking about it. I, I think that it's a logical follow-up from this album, if cool. we're going in in sort of a story arc of albums that we're listening to. <laughs> yeah, because cause this Porter Robinson definitely makes sense following up a bluegrass folk kind of two-man <laughs> gentleman band. <laughs> it's definitely, hey, definitely it had, some thought we had to have We had to have a palate cleanser after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind just felt so dirty. Uh, but yeah, so uh, 10 Tricks, Point Never, Replica, or Oniotrix, it's, it's, it's up for debate. The uh, the word is yeah spelled, I I don't even know yeah it's O N E O H T R I X is it's one word and then point the word point never uh, album replica I'm sure you'll you guys will figure it out uh, and if you can't just tweet us or something and we'll we'll you'll point you in the right direction <laughs> yeah um but yeah so listen Jeremy will I won't what yeah one of I mean I'm I'm kind of currently running all the the social stuff um but we'll see <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, so yeah, with that, leave, leave us some comments. Uh, if we get uh, comments, we'll uh, I'll definitely share them with Joey if he doesn't keep up with it. Uh, at least ones that uh, I think are are supportive or interesting. But yeah, I'm gonna if, start keeping up with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how how much traction we're actually gonna get here, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Hoping for the best, but you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. See, my my. Just so people don't think I'm an asshole, I have literally <laughs> no social media. Like, yeah, it's, no, it's not that he's, he's choosing have... not to, to deal with it, uh, but he he's not a social media person. Uh, I'm not as much anymore, but I, I have the the quick access and means to to produce stuff like that. So, it, it's definitely not him being a dick and forcing it on me to to say no, figure it out. It's just that he he's not. I mean, in that, kind in that of kind of realm. Kind of is. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, speaking of uh, those things, um, if you guys want to get in touch with us or, or find us, we are all over the social medias. And by that, I mean we have a Twitter that is twitter.com slash podcast, or I think our handle is at podcast. We have a Facebook, which is facebook.com slash podcast. We have an Instagram, which is feedbackloopodcast. We actually already have... Uh, some comments over there on, on the Instagram. We also have our YouTube, which is probably where you're listening to this, honestly, and a SoundCloud. The SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash feedbackloppodcast. Uh, so it's the same as our Instagram.com slash feedbackloppodcast. Uh, the YouTube, if we get 100 subscribers, we can have a custom URL, but until then, it's kind of this monstrous uh, random character string that I'm not going to read because no one's going to Just... be typing that in. <laughs> At this point, if you haven't figured it out, just search Gliss Ripper Review Feedback Loop, and it, yeah, it should sure, be the I'm first sure it'll, video. It'll be there, hopefully. I haven't I haven't checked that out, but but you know, 
I did. I did. I made sure that's how I... I, I searched that and I found the video. So cool. do that. Do that. Even though this Dude. is like eight reviews after. <laughs> no, this is like six after. I don't know. We're a few weeks behind on, on this release. Maybe at some point we'll uh, we'll take a break and then we'll catch up. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, feel, there we I don't go. feel like we need a break yet. We're we're, go, we're going strong. No, we're going strong. so uh, hit us up on some social. When we're like a year. Ago. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll maybe do a seasonal thing. I don't know. Um, Hit us up, social medias. We'll we'll respond to you. We'll we'll read all of your comments, all of your criticisms. You know, we're we're still growing. We're still learning. Um, we're dealing with this uh, Corona virus twenty nine or twenty twenty. I almost said twenty nineteen. Man, we're four months into twenty twenty, <laughs> and I almost said twenty nineteen. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're dealing with the social distancing and all that stuff. So then, for the foreseeable future. And by that I mean at least the next two or three episodes are going to be done remote. Um, so bear with us as Joey's microphone cuts in and out, uh, and hopefully mine doesn't. But uh, we're, we're aware that there, there are issues that we can't really uh, account for there. Uh, so we appreciate you guys listening. Um, and I guess until next week, uh, stay in our feedback loop. Yeah, that's the tag. Bye!